The date is February 18, 2023. It has been 14 years since our last show. It's time to pull the tarp, clear the driveway, and give this thing a ride. It is add a lot. Cal, are you ready? I'm jacked, dude. I am ready to go. We're going to get into this. We're going to break down this post-auction news. I think we now hold most of the league's whack, um, for better or for worse. But yeah, let's get into it. It's been a long time coming. Uh, I remember when we, you did Block Talk Radio, and I was just chilling next to you in your little office area, and I had to be as quiet as possible. And now I don't. I can just. I don't have to show up anymore. So, pretty excited. I can just speak speak my mind, speak how I want to. So I'm pretty excited. From the little, from the little buckaroo to the to the producer of the show. So <laughs> uh, we've come a long long way. Um, Savage roster estate auction. That's what we're talking about today. Um, almost coming to a conclusion. We have one nugget left. Mr. Ty France keeps uh, hanging in there with uh, some slow bidding. Be, should be done around midnight tonight, local time. So we'll see if it stays where he's at. But we're going to be covering the 23 players, um, the dozen trades, and our final thoughts about everything that's gone down so far. So, um, But before we get started, got a couple uh, numbers to throw out there. As of today, there's only 17 days before World Baseball Classic. Who do you got on that one there, Cal? I actually have money on this. and um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm just saying. Legalized Illinois gambling has been pretty much the death of me. But I <laughs> I currently have like two bucks on the USA to win. After seeing that Nestor's out and Kershaw's done, kind of a little bit hesitant. Maybe these boys are soft. Maybe I should maybe go Dominican Republic, maybe Puerto Rico. Because I don't think the boys really got in them. I don't think they got that dog in them to go all the way. I think maybe someone's going to have a little more heart than them. And they're going to lose in the sense, like semifinals or something. I don't know. I don't feel too good about it right now. Might have to cash out for 70 cents. Well, somebody's going to interpret this with me defending the Yankees. But I completely understand. And some master doing what he's doing. That's, yeah, it's a fine line when you're dealing with something that counts but doesn't count when you're dealing with something that it's your livelihood yeah you say soft but i say cautious i wouldn't i wouldn't that would suck if he blew something for the sake of what six games total i think they're gonna play in all this believe it or not so it's a fine line it's a tough one i get it it's it's hard i would not want to be mark Rosa as the manager so he's yeah he's got a tough job he's got the easiest job on the planet I would love to have his job. Yeah, I would disagree. I wouldn't it's say that. I mean, it looks easy. It looks cool. It's but, pretty oh, easy, dude. No. Oh, who, who do I put in my cleanup? Do I put Kyle Tucker, Mike Trout, uh, Arenado, Goldie? Mm. Okay. That's, that's okay. a pretty hard job. What? Oh, no. You can look so at many it. options. You can look at it that way, but you also have to accommodate, too. Yeah. And you, you talk about managers letting their players go to do this. Hey, I sent them, but you're not playing them. Or don't play them too much. Hey, 
why did you put him in that situation? You know what I mean? No way. It is wild. It's kind of a, it's kind of an annoying thing though. Like I, I feel like it's it's really tough to really hang your hat on a win if you win the whole thing. If you're like a, a large, um, like a large market team like the Dominican Republic who has a lot of MLB stars, because um, I think Japan had won mm-hmm. at one time. And they didn't have like a lot. It was a lot of their own guys that was on right. that team. It wasn't like MLB stars. There was a couple, but not like a full team of them. When you have a full team like that, uh, yeah, it is, it is admittedly hard to manage because there are guys with bigger pockets than you breathing down your neck, basically saying like, hey, this dude has an innings limit. It's like, yeah, well, he's pitching well. Like I want him. He's got to go five at least for me. You know, I, my bullpen isn't that good or something. You know, you, you can't really play baseball the way baseball supposed to be. It just becomes this weird corporate type thing, and I don't know. It it does feel weird at times. I do agree with you on that. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I always enjoy it though. It's gonna be a fun time, no matter what happens. Yeah, as a as a fan, it's a whole lot better than spring training baseball. Even though spring training yep. baseball is always good to watch for a couple Absolutely. innings, um, but it's yeah, it's coming from where we came. You know, with nothing two years ago mm-hmm. and or three years ago to this. Yeah, I, I think we're all jacked. So. With that said, um, the other countdown is 34 days to D-Day, mm-hmm. draft day in the same lot. So mark your calendars, put your vacation in, get your coolers filled, and uh, let's have a damn good draft on, uh, what is it, 24th? I, feel, I think that's the date. March 24th? Uh, I have a calendar here. Let's see. What is, well, it's the last, is it the 24th? Yeah, it's the fourth Friday. In March. So because yeah. then with that, there's 40 days before opening day. Pretty exciting. Um, I'll put it here, but I'll also put it on Discord. Opening day, we will have every major league team playing on opening day. So Thursday is a full jam-packed day. So that's exciting. I haven't had that in a long time. So, All right, there's your countdowns. Those are the numbers for what to look forward to. But let's talk about the numbers in the auction we're talking 713 dollars so far numbers being spent let's split this up and talk about where it all went to what do you want to talk about first well i guess the easy ones is i guess we'll just go in order dollar amount and um so like the one dollar guys off the board that go back into the free agency pool or josh lowe um, had a great 2020. He kind of came onto the scene, especially as a young prospect, and then just cratered back to earth and to the point where he's not even rosterable in this league. Um, Hunter Dozier is just never really made his mark on, in Kansas City, which is kind of an easy thing to do. Like, not a lot of competition there. And he still hasn't been able to stick with it. Um, Toro had a good end of 2021, I think it's the right year. Um, yeah, 2021, he had a good end of year, but did not expand upon it at all Cesar Hernandez um just really he's like the 33 I feel like I don't know if he actually is or not but I feel like he's just been hanging around forever bouncing team to team just a journeyman in, in the lot and the MLB so not surprising well, have a job so yeah not surprising this like these guys did not get bid up bid on and then so I guess the first one he had I think he was the first in the auction maybe to go was Charlie Blackman? Is that is that right by any chronological order? Um, or is I think it you're right. Soto. No, it was not Soto. He he, because in fact Soto was delayed in for me putting him in the auction. Yeah, he was still in my queue for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Blackman was the first one. I can I can check, but 
Um, give me your thoughts on that. If we're going to go points per dollar, it might be the steal of the auction. I mean, the two bucks, you can't even get them off the wire. You have to give them off minimum of five. So I, I think two bucks is a steal. Yeah, he's he's getting up there in age, but I mean, he's still going to be playing every single day in Colorado. So it's a good pickup, especially for the new guy, Drew. Um, he's got a couple of $2 guys here. Sonny Gray. I, I mean, I've never been hyped on Sonny Gray. There's a couple times, a couple seasons where Sonny had some hype around him. Like maybe he had another pitch. Maybe his mechanics were a little bit different going into the year. But it's all—it's usually just been smoke and mirrors. So maybe this year he, he's in Minnesota. Maybe he'll put it together. I don't know. I don't have a lot of faith in him. Um, Marco Gonzalez uh, was a pretty up like a good star in the Cardinal system that got dealt for Tyler O'Neill. So I don't really. That seems like a wash at this point. Um, but. Marco has had stretches where he's shown he's a very good pitcher, but he's so wildly inconsistent. It's really hard to roster him at times because you just never know on a given day what you're going to be getting from him. But when when he is on, he is on. Like he he is a number two pitcher probably when he's at least on that staff. He's a number two um, when he's at his best. So I'd say Drew did a good job here. He spent six bucks on three guys. And I believe that they are all above like replacement value for what he was needing. Because I, I, I didn't look at his roster before this, but any expansion team would be lucky to have guys like this for the amount he spent on them. So good job, Drew. That was well done. Um, and hopefully we will see you expand upon that in the future. So good job. And with a correction, um, yeah, those were all the $2 players that went to the expansion. But the first player at the board was actually Austin Barnes going to the champion uh, Moonlight Grams for $2. So, a.k.a. the yard meet that did not change their name. Um, there should be uh, a fine for that. I'll figure it out. But hey, way to go, meet. Yeah. Maybe we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll figure something out. We can't record there, but... Either way, yeah, Austin Barnes was the first one off the board officially for $2. Um, that one is pretty much what it is. It's uh, a backup catcher waiting to fill in for the actual starter that we'll talk about uh, later. The $100 man. Um, yeah. Uh, let me just flip back my screen here. Give me a second here. I think that was everybody for $2, right? Well, there, yeah, yeah. Um, Matt picked up Soto, which, oh yeah, I, I mean... Bad. That is, it's it's fine. Like like I said, I think I said it in the Discord. That bullpen is such a mess at all times that Soto could mm-hmm. probably pick up twelve saves this year. That's not out of the, you know, out of the question. Um, there's about four guys that could easily be picking up saves day in day out, and it is going to be another a playoff team. Like they have a shot, maybe as a wild card. It's saying they're going to win a division is really pushing it. They already pushed it last year. Um, just trying to get to the playoffs. So I don't think they're going to get better. I mean, I think they would hope that they would, but I just don't think they will. Um, so, but they'll still be a competitive team. Soto will get high leverage spots at times for $2. It's really hard to say no to that, especially when you can be a little bit of, bit of a homer like Matt is. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, you can't really shake your head at two bucks. You know, it's, it's, you, you can't get any guy for two bucks. In this no, league. right. Uh, it's, it's comparable to, you know, when MLB signs a minor league contract with somebody, take a flyer. If he, if he sticks, he sticks. If not, no loss. Cut him and get somebody that's fresh. Yep, exactly. 
those are safe uh, bids, and I think all all those could turn out to be at least valued picks per dollar. Um, not impact players, but at least they can get a, you know their dollars worth, if you will. So, um, not too bad. You know, was it one, two, three, four, two dollar players, and then there's one more that remains under the minimum of five dollar whack, and that's Jordan Groshen going to the Golden Domers. Uh, talk about that one. I have no idea how to value him. Um, I don't know exactly what he will project as at the big league level um he is i mean he's pretty young how old is he he's 23 in the bigs okay i thought he was 25 so that's why i double check but it looks like last year in the minors um let's see what let's see what jordan did because he's really a utility with the miami yeah correct correct he had a slash line here of okay 263 batting average with a 331 slugging and a 689 OPS. Does not jump out at me at all. But that was also between, he moved up like two levels in a year. He went from A ball to AAA in the same year. Just skipped AA entirely. Hmm. Um, and that, that's not normal. So, you know, he, he went from, you know, an age difference of pretty much zero. Like he was at the right age in A ball. And then he goes to being usually like four years younger than he, these guys in AAA. And that was, you know, in, in the blink of an eye. So a lot of adjustments. And then he still got called up to the bigs in that same year. So a real hectic 2022 for him. Um, I'm thinking maybe once he gets settled in, maybe he'll he'll level out a little more. Um, but I don't see him projecting more than a bench guy. I mean, I'm sure there's, you're going to find media that's going to say otherwise. But um, just seeing what I'm looking at right, right now, it's nothing that, like, jumps out as far as... Like that's that's a tool that he has, and he's going to expand upon that in the future. I mean, he still had in the minors last year in three hundred seventy-two at bats. He had three homers and three stolen bases. I mean, yeah, I don't. Okay, like that's not that doesn't, it's not it's not exciting. But again, for four bucks, okay, it's fine. I would not waste a minor league spot on him, but I'm not going to shake someone who does. So. I mean, it's okay. I'm not a huge fan of the the acquisition. I think he could have gone back into the pool. But what what do I know? Yep. It's <laughs> another flyer pick. Yeah, it's just a flyer. He's an MLB guy, you know, and he, he's still a top prospect. So it's kind of hard to say no to that. I do understand the bidding on him. I just, I think it's just me personally. And the only uh, handcuff he requires is he's not a minor leaguer. So he yep. would have to be. Uh, utilizing a bench spot. So we'll see what he does with it. Again, it's a dollar discount. See what he does. Um, and shockingly, what I'm looking at, there's only one player that is categorized as a quote, I use this term carefully, bargain, um, because then the numbers go way. Uh, we have Evan Phillips at $10 is my next one on the list. Is that true? Yes, I got I got a slot for ten. Um, I think what Drew had a good, I feel like a good plan, kind of, in the sense that he he doesn't have a lot to work with. To be fair, uh, just as far as being an expansion team, so yeah, you your wax. I would if it was me, I'd be burning through wax like crazy midseason. But that's also I do that anyways. Um, but Drew knows that this is probably the best chance he's going to get to get talent like this. 
for the foreseeable future. So he jumped on the opportunity. And he got a guy like Phillips. I think personally for a reliever, he overpaid. I'm also very picky about relievers. That's just a personal bias I have. But um, if you are going to go after a reliever, he's not a bad get. And 63 innings, he had 77 Ks, which, you know, if you're able to outdo your innings, it's already a good sign. He had 15 walks in those innings. Um, his Let's take a double check at his whip here. He had a whip under one. It was .7. So phenomenal, phenomenal whip. Um, I I don't know the, what the Dodgers plan on him, his role yeah. in the upcoming That's year. Because, yeah, That's it's it's a lot like the Rays or, or the Phillies where I guess the Dodgers and Rays are higher caliber Phillies where, you know, they have so many options, good options, that they they sometimes they'll just swap them in and out. So, because like, like last year, Phillips had two saves, um, and I'm not even I'm not able to see his hold counts. But yeah, he had two saves last year, so there were a couple of times he was allowed to at least pitch in a high leverage spot. Um, but going into next year, I don't know what his role looks like. I don't know. I mean, he's probably earned the right to be a setup guy at, at best. I mean, there's not a lot of relievers that are putting up .7 whips. That's just that's a, a really good stat to look at there. Um, and it's definitely more important for relievers than I, I would say it would be for a starter. So for him to be that low is it's good news. And I would not feel that bad being an expansion team getting him for 10 bucks, even though, like I said, I am biased towards spending on relievers. So, yeah, it's a good get for Drew, I think, as an expansion. And, I mean, I guess the... Uh... All this, the way this auction all went down, it still looks as it is or was a bargain or a flyer type price. And when it comes to relief pitchers, everything's in the end is no matter every year, it's, there's always a cluster of new pitchers that come out and say, Whoa, you know, so who is it going to be? We don't know. And Dodgers are just as guilty of turnover as everybody else. So, who knows? Yeah, yeah, another fire. Yeah, relievers have such high turnover. That's where it's hard for me to spend because, like, Phillips could even be dominant this year. Let's just say he is. Next year, he could just be garbage again. You know, twenty twenty four. Like, it's just such a crapshoot. That's not where I would allot my money. But again, when you're in expansion, you just take whatever you can get. It doesn't matter if someone has garbage. I'll take it out. It doesn't matter. So the unknown, whether people were watching or not, I'm sure they were. Uh, at least I was paying attention. Um, he, he, the Drew, I say Drew, um, or we'll just say the Veil Bonds team probably got saved because he was in the deep end of some high priced players that could have, uh, handcuffed him pretty badly. So, yeah, there was a time he was maxed out. So, he's walking away with spending less than $20 in the auction and filled in some positions i feel better about that team already before <laughs> the beginning of the season because it looked like he was going to go deep in the end and have nothing to work with um maybe trade bait maybe that's what he was thinking who knows but i was like oh because i think you and i think the same way he's going to need that um avenue of whack to be able to build that team slowly and surely so 
Yeah, and like I've I've kind of recently ish been that been that team, you know, where it's just you 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 come into it with absolutely nothing, and everyone you get everyone scraps. And I think I was out of whack my first year by late May at best, and you those any five bucks is just it's so valuable in your first couple of years. So yeah, I feel great for him for for his sake that he only spent what he did. Um, I think he didn't improve his team. And, you know, it's not like he just overspent on just random guys. He did make improvements. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm curious to see what he will capitalize on on the wire, especially with less competition now. With you know, 45 of the league's whack gone, he's gonna have less uh, less guys to elbow out of the way. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I think he's he set he set himself up nicely. I think it was a he definitely lucked out in the fact that he got outbid on everybody in the auction. So. And let's not forget, he still does have, you know, like the triplets with Bichette, Acuna, and Tatis. So, dude, I, too bad. I wish I had that. I'll tell you that much. If I started with that, dude, that would hype me up. But yeah, that's you don't get a better, uh, better core as an expansion team than getting those three guys. So, shout that, that's shout out to Drew. That's going to be a fun team to watch going forward. Absolutely. All right, moving forward. Um, you got the the list going by number. So you throw out that name because I've got this chart that I'm looking at. Okay. Yeah. I got Henry Davis is, I believe next up on, on okay. this by dollar amount. Cause wow. he went, at- oh, it went hey, okay. Let's put a pin right there. They went from $10 to uh, Phillips and jumped to the next price of $25. Yes. Henry Davis. Yes. Wow. Wow. And no gap. You know what is a guy no that gap. could probably warrant it. He was, I believe, the number one overall pick. Yeah, he was. He was number one overall pick in 2021. Yep. Um, but then again, not all number one overall drafted catchers are Andy Rutschman. So just as a, oh, just as a reminder, nice just nice as a reminder, um, he, the, I don't know, he definitely fell off in the sense that going into 2022, um, Pipeline had him ranked at 24. And going into this year, he's at 57. Baseball America had him at 41 in 2022. He's now at 73. So there's been a major drop-off in, I guess, what was already what they previously expected out of him. Um, he just hasn't been, I guess, showing up the way that he was supposed to offensively. Um, last year, he did get the opportunity to play rookie ball, both A balls, and he got all the way up to double A by the end of the season. Um, he hit 264, had 10 homers. Um, let's see here. Struck out 51 times in 212 at bats. So, I mean, a 25% K rate around there. It's not that bad for a guy who's just learning the ropes. Um, I like, I like the pick when the pirates drafted him. I still think he's part of their future. It is tough though, because you do have ND Rodriguez in that system. I think Andy's a better hitter, but I don't know if Rodriguez stays at catcher. I think Davis can definitely stay at catcher because um, if I recall correctly, I could be wrong that his defense was um, touted higher than his offense. So that they knew that going into it that maybe he wasn't going to be you know a, a, a boomer, but um, he did get invited to fall league, so that's that's at least encouraging. And then again, it could be, hey, you got some stuff, you got to work on some stuff versus like you know you're going to play against the rising stars of of baseball. Um, but he still, he still performed fine. He performed, you know, at his standard, which he still hit 260. He had an OPS of eight seventy five. Um, he did fine. Like he, it's almost exactly what he did, 
uh, in a smaller sample size in in the full season of 2022. But yeah, he has gotten there has been some some hype that has died with him after the the full season of 2022. Um, so 25, I think, is a bit steep of a price for a guy like that. But again, like I'm gonna think all these guys are steep. I don't know what what is with me. What I'm I'm not seeing. I mean, I I just don't think I would spend it on a guy like Henry Davis. Twenty five bucks, anyways. But I mean, it, it could pay off. That's the fun part about prospects. You can spend whatever, and it could end up paying off for you. So, you know, we'll see how it works out. Interesting um, track here is <clears throat> you can see the bidding on uh, cost managers and uh, I want to say yard meat. Moonlight Graham's actually put down $3 originally and never saw them again. And there were four other teams kind of eh, kicking the tires here and there. And Bail Bonds were, definitely were interested. Had him at 8, 10, got back in at 14, and locked him in from 16 all the way up until um, Moonlight Graham said, no, I'll take him. Um, so little interest. I think it was five teams total. Um, but it was interesting that Here's the champ. Moonlight Graham said, I'll have him for three, and he wound up paying 25 at the end of the, end of the day. Well, mm-hmm. two days, but um, he just let it rise and said, okay, thanks for bidding. I'm done. I got him. So um, interesting fact that I don't know if you noticed, but um, Moonlight Graham are carrying quite a few Packages of catchers. Did you notice on their roster? I actually hadn't. I uh, hadn't double checked and looked at their roster here. What do we got for them? All right. Let me flip over my screen here, go to their team, and I will lead off. Oh, wow. The bus load. <laughs> what is going on here? Um, you, got, you got different varieties. Okay. I'm going to roll down this real quick. Okay. So the starter, which, you know, I guess it's up to, you know, consideration. Currently, it's Travis Darnot. And then, it could, you know, it's preseason. That yeah, exactly. Be. That's why I just said that's just who he has in there in the catcher slot right now, this second. Um, and then on the bench, he's got Tyler Stevenson, Elias Diaz, Austin Barnes, who we got in the auction, Henry Davis, who we got in the auction, and then Shea Langoliers, who I is presumably believe the starter in Oakland this year, and should I believe stay at catcher as well going forward. So most of these guys should be staying at catcher, um, and he has a lot of them. I'm not sure. If he knows that, I'm sure he does know that, but kind of an odd strategy. I'm not sure what. And, what... and to add to it, who we just talked about, newly acquired Henry Davis in the minors. Yeah, I mean, that's that's something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm I did not see that. Trade mate. <laughs> yeah, why not? I mean, catchers are hard to come by. Fair enough. You know, I should have had the rush. Well, interesting. I mean, there's there's <laughs> there's definitely a corner in the market, but woo, that's aggressive. Well, if you need a catcher, go hit up go hit up Dathan. He will definitely be in talks with you. Um, that would be me. I yeah. probably be uh, <laughs> DMing him at some point. Um, yeah, I, need, I needed a catcher, but not a hundred dollars of a catcher. So we'll get into that in a little bit of a while here. So after twenty five dollar Henry Davis, who's the next one? Um, I have Jordan Romano, who I did get. Yeah. I did get involved with. He was kind of a rage bid for me because I just kept losing out on everybody, and so I just kept trying to, you know, pump him up and up and up. I don't have any relievers right now. I don't have any relievers at all. So that also gives you my opinion on what I think of relievers. But if there is a guy you're going to spend money on, it's going to be a, one of the top, yeah. probably five closers in baseball right now. Um, 
I thought Romano had a better 2022 than he actually did. He was an all-star, but I thought he had a lot more saves. He ended up having 36 saves um, in 63 games. Um, there was a couple of times he was asked to get six outs, so I think that's probably more valuable than one would think. You know, when you have to go in and and get six dudes out at a high stress situation like that, I think Romano did have to do that a couple of times, if I, if I recall. Um, in 64 innings, he had 73 Ks and 21 walks. Uh, it's not like you know incredible, like wow, but it's still very good numbers. Um, and especially numbers you want from a closer. Uh, he had a whip of, of one, so again, very good numbers for a guy of his caliber. Uh, he's definitely worth the $29, but again, I just have a, a mental block of spending that much on a closer because they're so volatile. It's like, yeah, great, I have him this year. I don't think I'm one elite closer away from winning ball games, so it's hard for me to spend that whack knowing I could use that elsewhere down, down the line. That, that was my thinking on that, but you know. Shout out to who got him again? Who was it? It was Badgers. Uh, Ken. Yeah, freaking Badgers. Yeah, yeah, definitely is going to help his, him out a lot for sure. He's going to be able to <clears throat> corner some saves there for the year. You know, during the process because it kept going up and up and up, and I'm thinking, guys, you know, you can get five relievers for this price, and you guys are dropping this money down. But then you, like you said, when you look, it's like what's left. He is top tier uh, of what was left remaining. So you got to get, you got to get those numbers too so it's that point of the game in the auction where you do have to separate and they you can tell in this auction people did separate their in-season whack to auction whack i think there is such a thing of value to that it for whatever reason there's a different um what's the word i want um perspective i guess or um range of marketing market of the of the whack when we're in an auction versus in season tremendously so right um we're seeing that as we continue to move on to this list um i think we're looking at michael bush is the next one this is the most enraging one on the list for me this one gets me heated <laughs> um i just i don't get why Never. this happened i don't get why this happened because you look at where, where Bush falls at in a lot of rankings, and I look at the other prospects, and I know I know for almost a fact that you guys would not be spending, I say you guys would not be spending 30 bucks on Michael Bush. It was just, to me, it just felt like this is the peak craziness of the auction, and that's what's so much fun about the auction is that we just get wrapped up in it. It's like, dude, I got to have him. I got to have him. And I got guilty of that too, where I would just... I just keep bidding up guys when I know I can't really afford it, but I would just keep bidding on because it's just it's just either you want to beat the guy or you just feel desperate. Like I haven't got anyone this auction, and people are bidding you up and you keep getting blocked. This felt like one of those cases where everyone's missing out on their guys and they had to get somebody out of the auction, and Michael Bush was that guy. And his prospect, uh, like the range of prospect that he's in. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Well, it, that could be the case because we do get caught in that, man, I have nothing. But I will say we will, not to throw it, we know who it was, Tim Dupree with the uh, Golden Domers, uh, already acquired the Jordan Groshans $4 uh, prospect. So um, so I, I think he did probably did get caught into the web of uh, necessities perhaps. Who knows? Um, 
maybe we can get him on the show in the future. We, you know, that's oh, I love that. Would love that in the eyes of the beholder. You know, so because um, um, let's see, let's look at Michael last year. Let's see, uh, he he did very well last year in the big in the minor leagues. He really did. He did very well. I mean, he had thirty two homers. He hit two seventy four. He did strike out 167 times in 552 at-bats, which is not that bad of a K rate, to be fair. Um, but my thing is just like where he, where he falls at on that ranking list, are we really going to spend like 30 bucks on these guys? Because right now I'm seeing like he's a he's just outside the top 50. And if you look at the range of specs, and I guess I can just pull them up here. It might take me a little bit to pull up the prospect list. You might want to find someone. That's what. That's kind of the kicker. It's like, I, what do I really use? Um, well, let's go to the pipeline. Here, for example, I know um, kid, like Kid Cavalli, my own pitcher, is only like four spots below him. So if someone wants to give me thirty bucks whack, uh, I will gladly take it. I'll even drop it down twenty five. I will do it for twenty five bucks whack. You can have them. Um, but as of right now, to me, it was just a wild thing because I, I don't know at the next level if. If Michael Bush is going to be as impact as his thirty bucks will show, and that's again that's a hot take, obviously, because the the rest of the guys bid on him. Um, but I just I do feel like the next guy on the list is a much better value and has a much brighter future than Bush, and that's Jake McCarthy at a dollar more, who has a job. He did. Very well last season in his limited time. He got better in the bigs as the season went on. Um, and Jason got him for 31. The Wonders. Uh, I I got in on Jake McCarthy. I was trying to push for him. Again, he was one of the ones where I was missing out on everybody. So I I liked McCarthy. I think it was at 20 bucks, And I was getting so frustrated. I'm like, okay, I'll just do a max bid of 30 And Jason called my bluff, and he just bid up 31 um, and he he, I was tapped out at that point. I'm like, I'm not gonna spend more than that. But I do think that's a better bang for your buck for getting McCarthy than it would be for getting Bush by a lot. But again, it's all it's it's all opinion. It's not like it's total fact. But to me, just how the auction played out, I found it very interesting that Michael Bush went for thirty. That that to me was the, the kind of stuck out. And Bush officially in the MLB pipeline that we use for our salary or minor league salary is listed at fifty four currently. So, um, I lost a page here. I'm looking for my page and I lost it. So, um, you have to take control because I gotta find it now. Okay, all right. where are we going next? Okay, so crazy. I did a, a quick little McCarthy. Um, next up is Andrew Vaughn. I believe uh, Vaughn was hurt most of last year. I have to double check his stats. Kind of feel unprepared, which we definitely were unprepared coming into this. We knew that from Jump Street. Yeah, we're winging it. That's fine. You, you know what? It's fine. Um, Don't start paying us. We'll prepare. Exactly. <laughs> Shout out. Go to our Patreon that doesn't exist. Um, nice. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Let's take a look at Vaughn. I want to see how many at bats he had. I, he wasn't hurt at all. Maybe it's just because he's a White Sox outfielder. I thought he was hurt all year. Um. But no, it turns out he was fine. Well, I mean, he's notoriously get he gets dinged up. He, he, he dinged up. I think really yeah, yeah, he was fine. He was fine last year. Um, he still played pretty well. He had he had two seventy one, 
uh, slugging a 429 with an OPS of 750, which is kind of below average-ish. It's like around the you know average player-ish. Um, 17 homers, 76 RBIs in that meantime, and 510 at bats. So he played 134 games. I don't. He might have been hurt for like a small amount of time, but I thought he missed most of the year. I thought he was an Eloy type guy. Um, so Vaughn, I. Th- think is is a good uh, he's he's at value like that's a that's a good I, I don't think that's too much or too little you know that's probably where he should be at especially looking at the other guys in the auction right. i think i think we finally have our first like yeah that's a good good job like that's that's where he within should be range. at yeah within range yeah. you know i of course i think we'd all want it for a little bit cheaper but that's just not how this plays out so yeah i think that's a good price for andrew for sure i think andy got a good a good deal on him but based on the feast and famine, this is a very good price uh, on on the comparison of the auction. So mm-hmm. you can truly look at it that way and say, "Hell yeah, you got a bargain there." Yep. Based on what we all know now, correct? So yes. That's, that's the that's the beast of auctions. You just don't know. Yeah, it's I kinda, like, I want to make wrong? a disclaimer here real quick because there are going to be teams that don't agree with us as far as uh, how we value whack. But I think I think Dad and I probably come from a very we come from the same result of thought, but not the same line of thought. Because my the reason I'm so close to the vest with whack is because I know in season I'm gonna probably be out by June, and he's being careful with whack because he wants twenty bucks for September, which two very different lines of thought. But it ends up being the same he, thing. He he is in me. Yeah, uh, correct. The mentality correct. you have that rainy day fun for the postseason, whether you're in it or somebody else needs it. You gotta have it for for that sake. So, but some obviously it doesn't work all the time. Uh, wasn't in, in postseason last year, so it doesn't work all the time. But sometimes it does. Most times it does. You gotta you gotta you gotta plan for October or September too. So, um, but there are times you have to be aggressive too. And I would agree. You know, there was chatter throughout the whole week uh, with this auction where. You know, you got to spend money to win, and we'll see if that's the case. You know, it's just, it's, it's that push. It's that, it's that kind of what I was about to say earlier. It's like, do I put one more dollar down? And you do, it's like, oh. Or when you do, and they got the cushion on, and it's like, crap, they got it protected, and you got to, you're up five more dollars, and you're, now you're caught. Yeah. That's the game of auction that always can burn you or make you look like a genius. Um, every auction is different. I mean, we've been in plenty of these, and they're a blast to do, but they're also a headache because you don't know that one dollar will do it or not, or ten. You know. So with the Andrew on, yeah. When is now that the dust has settled? I like it. I think it's a good valued uh, acquisition here. So yeah, agree. And then I think for the best value of the auction is max freed at 40 bucks and i think the easiest way to see um the value in the freed uh the freed bit the freed auction here is if we look at starting pitcher rankings and really you can go to any of them if you just look them up like 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 starting pitcher dynasty rankings um i think out of four to four out of the five i i looked at max freed was ranked higher than Alec Manoa by like one or two spots. They were both in that same exact range. Because um, I was really curious. Like in my head, I think Manoa is a better pitcher than Max Freed. In my head. 
but I'm like, I don't know if that's true. So I want to see how what the gap is where you know it's like thirty two dollars difference. Where is that at? So I I, I guess it's far forty two. I can't do math. Um, I just no, do that. I, 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 it is thirty two. Okay. Um, you talking? Oh, I, 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 I'm sorry. I was looking at Vaughn. I got I got caught looking at Vaughn. Um, so you're looking at anyways, whatever number I said difference. Thirty two. <laughs> thirty two, and they're not. Thirty-two difference. There's thirty-two dollars difference in player. There are a lot of cases where Frida's ranked higher. So I thought that was a phenomenal deal. Looking back on it for for Matt, but I do think that there are so many auctions going on at that same time it, when that was when that was happening that Manoa was the higher sought after guy, but Riley was still on the table. Eloy was still on the table. There was these guys that you could get distracted with. And Matt flew under the radar because there was also a point where Manoa was like 25, 30 bucks, but Freed was like high 30s. So I think people looked at it where, okay, well, I'm not going to spend that much on Freed, and Manoa's still down here, so I'm just going to keep bidding up by Manoa. Well, Freed's now gone. Manoa's the only pitcher left at that caliber. And now it's like desperation time. It's like, okay, well, I got to get one of the guys because Freed's gone. And I think that's where it got to that $72 inflation here. Of yeah, he's not that much better than Freed, if at all, but he's a lot more expensive. But there was a point, a little uh, correction there. Giolito was still on the table. Oh yes, and, that's true. And, and gaining uh, uh, helium fast once yes. Freed was gone. So yes, true. And Giolito is significantly worse than these other two pitchers here too. That's what I also the, I use. I use the term helium. Shame on me. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's outdated. It's a buzzword city. Yeah, that's so 2019. Um, My bad. Edit yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, we'll edit that out. We don't want we don't want any buzzwords around here. Only the yeah, cool so Giolito was sneaky there too, um, and that was kind of like where people were going back and forth. Oh, do I want Manola? And that that price was Giolito was cheaper at the time, but Giolito got up there as well, and I think he would be the next player to talk about. No. Yeah, he would be because um, he yeah. he went at fifty, which again to me um, kind of kind of wildly high a little bit, especially for you know I guess ERA is not that good of a stat, but just he has a lot of K's. Like he had one hundred seventy seven K's and one hundred sixty one innings with an ERA at four point nine. Uh, that's that's a lot of money when you stack them up against Freed and Manoa. Um, there's a major stat gap between the two of them because uh, I believe Freedom and Noah are both sub three ERA at that point. Um, so to pay a premium at 50 for a guy like, like Gio who still, he's still a good pitcher. I mean, he had three seasons in a row where he was in the Cy Young voting. So at some point, you know, he wasn't like top three, but he was, you know, he was in the conversation somewhat as in like top 10. Um, so, Yes, good pitcher. Had a down year last year. Probably could still be worth that fifty dollar price. He and he's only twenty seven, so it's not like he's he's like out of his prime or anything. Um, maybe it is a better deal than I thought it was originally, but still feels like a lot based on what have you done for me lately type type thought process. I think you're really banking on farther in the past to be your future. Um, because the immediate pass is not too hot. So we'll see how it plays out. Maybe it could be a great value at 50. Um, but right now I think it looking comparing it to other guys, I don't think it's I don't think it's that good. 
and uh, we are doing bad radio here because we uh, Giolito went to the breaking uh, breaking Badgers at fifty. Correct. Back it up a little bit. Creed went to the Fanatics at forty. And yeah, I, I did mention he's... that, but Manoa went to Andy the Phenoms at seventy two. So that kind of Vaughn. I think Andrew Vaughn. We didn't discuss. We discussed about him, but Phenoms as well uh, for thirty four. So from there, Giolito um, was acquired with uh, with the breaking Badgers at fifty, and at that point. We were shifted over to the hitter, back to the Phenoms, acquiring Eli Jimenez. Yeah, this was uh, Andy's consolation bracket, essentially. He really, after losing out on Riley, um, he kind of went all in on these guys, which, looking at who he gets out of the auction, it's kind of worth what he traded to get it. Because um, getting Manoa, Jimenez, and Vaughn, I think is a pretty good haul if you don't get to have Riley. I would even argue a better haul, and that's probably, again, a hot take. But if you combine the points you're going to be getting with those guys um, and at positions that Andy most likely needed, I think it's he's going to be a lot happier with himself dispersing, diversifying his portfolio, if you will, um, <laughs> than, if he, than if he just had and put all of his hopes into one guy, a very good guy, in Austin Riley. Um, but Eloy, I was pretty heavy on um, for most of the time. But he did eclipse a point where Eloy is definitely injury prone, where I got confused with Vaughn. I know for a fact Eloy is injury prone. Um, he's only been playing like maybe 50 games a year the past couple of years. So um, it is a risky bet. He's still very young. He has a great hit tool. Um, I think he still projects well. And I think I even shared with you that, and it's that we compared him with um, Riley. And they're not that different of player in the sense of, you know, into like the deeper stats of sabermetrics. When you compare him towards counting stats, obviously it's going to be way out of whack because Riley's played. He's actually played baseball the whole time. He's playing Mm -hmm. 150 games. He was playing in like 50 games. So you look at, you know, home runs, RBIs, da 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 da. It's not going to look even close to Riley's numbers. But on like kind of a per per game basis, he is comparable. And for getting him almost over $100 less, I think is is still a a great deal. But I kind of got, I got cold feet in the sense of I'm spending half my whack on a guy. Who could very, very likely not even be playing for me? So I, it gave me a lot of pause. So I bowed out. Andy still got a great player in Eloy. Still has a great future ahead of him. I hope he remains healthy, just for the sake of the White Sox, because they cannot keep guys healthy at all whatsoever. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see how Andy plays out. I know he's really wanted to go all in this year. Uh, he feels like his window is is quite short, which you know all of ours is kind of. Uh, unless you're Lance or, or Mark, but um, I do, I do like what, how, what Andy did as a consolation prize of, of losing out on his his golden child, as you said, uh, Austin mm-hmm. Riley. Well, and let's uh, with that you got the three acquisitions uh, of the player that he won in the auction. But let's add two because I'm looking at the trades too. It costs him. A uh, fourth round pick or number four pick, a number eight pick, 
uh, a reliever in Class A, and Dean Kramer going all to the tribe, and then also um, Glaber Torres going to the wave to get these three players. So, tomato, tomato. You know, it does look yeah. like it's a lot of whack because he, he dropped $159 on season currently, mm-hmm. but he can he can acquire back. That's not a big deal. Yeah, um, you can always get whack back, and I will I will gladly be shopping to whoever wants whack, by the way. I know you guys are running low, so just hit me up. Um, before we get to the, the top boys, uh, we'll shout out to the four that stayed disciplined. I don't know if I count the tribe because they did trade a chunk. They traded uh, $60 with the Phenoms. So even though they didn't bid on anybody or win anybody, that he did bid the tribe. Um, I didn't include them with the four that did not uh, win anybody, if you will. As in, they still have almost $100. That is, um, the Gunners still have 95 They traded away five to somebody, I forget. Might have been you. Uh, must have been you because you have 105 Mm-mm, No, it wasn't me. I got mine from Tim. Okay. Okay. Um, so you, you, you got the most at 105 to Gunners 95 and then the Dukes and I both. So there's the, a quarter of the league, uh, stayed out of it, quote unquote, um, versus the rest definitely dove in. Um, so we already talked about Manoa. That gives us the final two beasts. Da, 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 da. Getting jiggy with it. Will Smith <laughs> at $100 is, you know what, probably a decent price. I don't know anymore. This, These prices make me question reality. But forgetting probably, you know, you can argue number one catcher offensively in the league. Um there's probably a lot of people who would say otherwise. I might be, one, I'm probably one of them. But yeah, I'd say he's in the conversation of number one, um, and at a, at a position that is kind of like tight end in football. But in tight end in football, you don't have a Travis Kelsey who's just like on another level of good. They're all. It's just all kind of just a bunch of garbage. But Will Smith is the only is one of the few guys who's not garbage. So it's very valuable to have a Will Smith on your team. I do think he is worth a hundred bucks. Again, I had no need for a Will Smith having Adley, but I I don't hate this as much as I did prior to, especially looking at the scarcity of the position and knowing that Lance has now solidified his catcher position, which is terrifying to me. That was probably it might have been his weakest link at the time. I didn't know what his situation was going into it, but I mean, obviously, the fact that he upgrades to the number one catcher offensively in the league. Uh, it's a bit scary, and I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of that. But we'll see how it goes. It is Lance, after all. He always finds a way, <laughs> and he does. He's done five trades already this week um, to acquire the whack to make this happen, um, to move players as well. I'm looking at the trades alone that he did. He moved Nick Castellanos for thirty-five bucks in a pick. He moved. Uh, Jose Quintana, Martin Perez, and Christian Walker for an early draft pick, then move that draft pick to get two more picks um, in the same, um, well, not 
same draft. It's not a future draft, but a later pick in the first and a second. And then finish with actually, there's another one I missed. He actually acquired Gleyber Torres. Everything that right? Yeah, for ten dollars. So that was got a player back in all this, and then picked up a third rounder and moved Eric Haas. So shuffling around, no surprise. So he would do um, all that. He's sitting there with one of the top catchers. A lot of teams could have, should have, may have, and might have got too steep. I am one of them that was was in the market of acquiring Will Smith, but some point I had to say no thank you. Is that a mistake? We'll find out. A lot of people I, would I, say yes. I still don't know. Um <laughs> but I as as an owner catches are important but they're not that important. Uh you need to still have a lineup and sometimes when you can edge that corner it can make a difference. You know, we relate it to having Travis Kelsey as a tight end. After Kelsey, there really isn't much later. Is Will Smith Travis Kelsey? No. Um, but I think you even said something about that. He could be, uh, what'd you say, he's Mark a, Andrews? Yeah, I said he's a Mark Andrews, which, I mean, if you know football, you know what I'm talking about. But, um, yeah, you'd still love to have Mark Andrews, but he's not Travis Kelsey. You know, there just isn't a Kelsey at the position where he's just like, I don't you, you either have true. him or... Yeah, because I mean, to me, Mark Andrews might have been two years of a tight end, you know. Sure. Um, yeah. And so, you know, Smith is Smith is now I think I think eclipsed thirty. Um, so it's not like he's got he's got like a Wilson Contreras of the future, where we're gonna spend two hundred bucks on a twenty four year old, twenty five year old catcher, um, and have him for you know five or six years. Uh, Will Smith has a very small window to make the heat wave competitive. And he knows that. He he knew that going into it. Lance is definitely savvy enough to, to, to know what he's buying. And I think he he bought he bought the right guy. I think that was if he was gonna go after somebody, which it wasn't Riley, um he tried to anyways, but it didn't work out. Right. Will Smith right. again is that that's his consolation prize. And Andy had his d- diversified portfolio and Lance goes all in on what he needs, and that's an elite catcher, which I think a lot of guys would agree they need that as well. So, good job, Lance. Which brings us to the golden child. The main event. The boy. Um, Austin Riley. No doubt. Everybody had their eyes on even beforehand. It's like, hmm. You know, kudos. Let's go back to the origin of this. Kudos to Drew having to make a tough decision uh, with his bail bonds expansion team to have to choose out of the four players and one could say between the four keep riley cut you know so and so or what you can go back and forth with that he had to make a decision riley was the odd man out um personally it's probably right the right decision i would rather i would have i would have riley my personal but i see what he did and it was the right decision for his team um so that put that, you know, for us to decide, okay, who, who's going to ante up? And when you look, <laughs> I wish I could show you, when you look at the tracker on Riley on who bid, when they're bidding, how much they're bidding, it it's wow. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. It's a very long list. It's a traffic. So it's pretty cool. 
I might even post it when we're done, uh, just for fun. Um, it was fun to watch. It was stressful to watch. I was engaged. I was in. I think my last bid was at 75, if I recall. Um, trying to look here. Yeah, I, I had a minute at 75, and I was out by then. Um, yeah, mine was 100. I was ready to spend all what I had pretty much on them. But I also knew I wasn't going to get them. I think it, I was just trying, I was kind of price enforcing a little bit, like a little like a little dweeb. Um, but I, I don't I don't regret it. It wasn't going to happen either way. I was just kind of expediting that process instead of this auction taking two weeks just to bid up Riley to one sixty six or whatever he went to. <laughs> just, just give us some steps. <laughs> Ultimately, somebody had to pay for him, and we now know, you know. It was Boys of Summer. Alex had the balls to do it. So it was it was way late to the party. By the way, I do feel for for Andy and, and Lance a little bit, even though it's hard to. I do no, kind no, of no, they, no. they came. He I, came I, out I, of left I, field I, I, with that trade. I wouldn't even say he was late. I think he was waiting. I think he was sniping out, <laughs> waiting, and Let's thought, "Push the button. Now's the time." And me personally. A uh, little, little disclaimer. I knew there was going to be somebody like that. I, I truly was one of them. Was waiting. I had a trade, waiting to get a, a plethora of whack to get in the game when it passed a hundred. But it was like no. In my head, I'm thinking I'm not going to get in that trap because somebody's going to come along and and outdo my move, and then I'm and I'm out, and then I'm I'm. I'd be beyond myself if I made that move. So um, kudos, Alex, to making that move. Kudos to him making me look right. Appreciate that. (laughs) Um, Somebody had to do it. He did it, and he's not blinking an eye. So, um, And to kind of put in perspective, to put in perspective what he gave up for Riley, um, because he did have to get the whack from somewhere. He gave up Kalenic to the Domers. He got 25 whack back for that. And then he ended up giving pick 7 and pick 9 to Dodge, the Black Sox, for $65 whack back, which is a pretty good deal for Dodge. Um, But it was worth it in the end because Alex got his guy, and he he did pay the price. And you know what? He's got 35 bucks left. It's not like he's totally out for the season. Um, He still has some, some... spare change floating around that he can you know use in the future he's definitely not out of it and this this move helps him a lot he's already got a great young team as it is very jealous of it um (laughs) but uh he definitely made himself a lot better with getting a guy like riley so it was a a good move it was a move that was needed for his future um and i think he will definitely be happy treat him well alex please as the guy who drafted him please treat him well and I do regret trading him. <laughs> um, so that is, in a nutshell, a review of the um, 2023 auction in the Sandlot. The still one more player, Ty France, is still sitting here waiting to see if anybody wants to bid sixty dollars on him. Um, we, I think we had mentioned it, maybe not, but. Um, all in all, 45% of the whack has been used in this auction. That's a chunk. That's a dent. That is 
possibly game changer for some organization. So we'll see where that falls out for the season. Who's going to be knocking on somebody's door. Um, But a lot, a lot determines here. We have the whack that's been spent. We're probably going to have an injury prone year with the WBC in, in effect. Um, We also have different rules in baseball with the regulated shift that's going to change things with possible production. So all this money being spent, was it or was it not? We don't know yet. Um, stats might be adjusted due to, due to the rule changes. Um, I believe not drastically. Oh, by the way, not to mention, I forgot the pizza box bases too. Uh, how yeah, much does yeah. that change? I think it'll, I think it'll help some, um, it's not going to be like groundbreaking numbers, but I think it'll help some uh, increase their base stealing abilities uh, or not abilities, but success rate. And, you know, we'll see where, where it goes, but this is just the beginning of the 2023 season. Uh, Cal, do you have anything to add before we wrap this bad boy up? I cannot wait to do the post draft review. That's going to be exciting. And we will post-draft definitely be doing review. it. And with that said, we will. Uh, we're not setting dates. We're not committing to a uh, schedule. Our motto is the unscheduled schedule show. Um, so um, whether we have a guest on, that's our goal. We're going to get other owners on to talk on their behalf of whatever subject. Uh, we'll recap a week or whatever events that we're dealing with. Basically, the refresher. Um we're talking in the Discord right now about storylines. We want to get that. I don't think we have that. I mean, it is it's there for postseason storylines, but do we have it during the season? I would disagree with that. But maybe with us putting this back out out there with the show, not the lot, we can regenerate some storylines for the league. Just get you know get this thing back up and running where it should be. I guess in my opinion, it's it is truly really the greatest league. We've had some bumps and obstacles that um tested the times but i think all in all when you really look at things the sandlot is truly the best league and we know that nobody argues with how do we make it better well we're doing it you know, on our end and you guys are have been doing it even with the auction it's just engagement is the key and if we can do that throughout then sky's the limit so with that cal i appreciate your help with this it's been fun it's been a blast it's been educating. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's been gut-wrenching, too, with watching some of this. But, <laughs> um, until we're back on the air, we'll see you at the Diamond. <laughs>